Well, hi, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio on the 6th of February, 2023. And I've got our good friends from Smart Technologies here today, and uh, Katie Novak and Chris Astell. And uh, they're going to talk about equity and technology because Smart, congratulations to them, was named as the best Canadian company in our recent equity awards. Okay, congratulations to Smart and all the incredible innovations they've put out there over the years. I got some numbers to share with you. It's just absolutely astounding. And uh, we're going to talk about what it means today using interactive displays and all that and how it relates to equity. And uh, I'm just so thrilled that they're able to be here today. As you know, we give out the awards for the American Consortium for Equity and Education. And we live over at ace-ed.org, A-C-E-E-D. .org. And that's the home website of the consortium. Our magazine, the brand new issue with all the equity award winners, including Smart, okay, is out. You'll see it there. Just click on the cover. You can read it. It's a good magazine, good issue this year, this year, this month. It's absolutely excellent. And we do that every time we publish, six times a year. And the subscriptions are free. Just go over there and click on the subscription page and sign up. We're not going to make you nuts, harass you or anything like that. We're just going to send you a link to the magazine when it comes out because it's an online journal. And you can share that with your friends, et cetera, et cetera. We have a circulation, by the way, well over 200,000, so all pre-K-12 educators. So uh, join in the fun and have some fun with that. Uh, over at ace-ed.org, we have SEL uh, materials. You see the links. We have all um, stuff about teacher retention. You'll see the links. And, of course, every podcast we do is over there as well. You'll see that, oddly enough, under the podcast links. So please check out ace-ed.org. And today we're going to, we got this, I'm really looking forward to this show. We're heading up to uh, Calgary today. Okay, let's see what the weather's like over there. I'm watching. There we go. Switch. Are you there? Katie, are you there? Hi, I am. How are you, Larry? I'm, well, I'm just fine. How's life in the great Western Canada, great areas of the great expanses of Western Canada? <laughs> yes, it is beautiful. It's, uh, you know, pretty warm out. We've got snow on the ground. It's a, it's a wonderful February morning here. It sounds just like Maine. I'm looking out the window. It's exactly the way I would say it here. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Happy to be here. Well, a pleasure to have you here. Chris, what do you do over at SMART? I know Katie is the global brand manager and uh, an education strategist over at SMART Technologies. What do you do over there? What's your title or whatever? I am also I'm also an education strategist. So my role is really to stay connected to and involved with all things education and understand, you know, how things are evolving, how things are changing in both practice and pedagogy. You know, that is so darn important. Over here we always talk about industry voice and how important the industry is to education. And a lot of educators don't understand that relationship. Okay? But it, to me, it's it's one of the key things because the industry, like you guys, smart, look what you've done over the years. I mean, the innovations are incredible. Look what you've done over the years because you have your ear to the grindstone when it comes to education. You give educators what they need. You guys started a, a minor revolution, if I do say so myself. Okay, so having you two there listening, are there Katie? Are there others who do the same thing? How how big is this team of educational ear people with their uh, hand behind their ears? 
Yeah, I mean, um, really, it's it's our whole company, I think, when, when we look at that, Larry, and, and the way you say that, because, um, you know, yeah, there's some people, um, you know, whose, whose whole role it is to, you know, to really be in there and, and work with customers and, and listen to the voices yeah. of our customers, um, like Chris does every single day. But what's really amazing about Smart is that there's so many of us that are um, you know, have worked in education, um, you know, from my friend Kelsey, who's a former classroom teacher and now is a team lead in software development, um, you know, to our professional development specialists, most of whom come from a classroom background. Yep, um, yep. So many people at SMART are, you know, focused on education, come from a background of, of some sort of exposure and experience in education. And I think that's part of what makes our company powerful, what showcases how much we, you know, care and are paying attention to what's going on, um, not just in education holistically, but in individual classrooms, and especially when it comes to, you know, the idea of, of equity and access and how yeah. we can get the most out of our tools. I think that's, that's part of what makes us special here at SMART. Well, you are special, and that was a good explanation of it, I'll tell you. <laughs> and but were you a classroom teacher? I know, I'm going to ask Chris, I knew about, a little bit about her, but were you a classroom teacher or involved in the classroom? So, role, um, Katie? I, um, I, I thought about being a classroom teacher, and then I went uh, when I was in uni- university. Yeah, I, uh, I went and did a co-op. And I was already um, I was already to teach you know grade uh, grade four or five for a term and I was ready to rock and roll and I got to the school and they put me in a kindergarten classroom um, <laughs> and you know I, I stuck it out but I thought I don't know uh, I don't know if this is for me <laughs> there you go that's um, but yeah so I've, I continued my education and, and background in outdoor education and museum education um and and ran the museum department at uh, or sorry an education department at a museum uh for several years and, and have only wow. stayed close but decided you know maybe classroom teaching isn't exactly where i need to be and there was exactly. something that might be a better fit for me <laughs> you know you you i'm going to i'm going to talk to chris about her background in a second but you made such a great decision and i have to tell you that because a lot of people, you you got to know where, where you fit into this business, okay? And museum sure. education yep. is equally important. Totally. And I got to tell you, just to, to, to give it a shot. And okay, I don't like it, but I'm, I like the whole thing. But I don't like being in the classroom. I'm not as effective as I want to be there. That's not me. Totally. Okay, that's an amazing yep. and a perfect decision. And it just goes to show you, in my opinion, that if you have a, a background in education. From, from college, from university, okay, and you've tried it for a while, there's still, and you don't like it, there's still room in the education world for you to work in education. It's not all about Absolutely. being in a classroom, okay? And I think yep. that's a very important thing, okay? And that brings a, a great perspective to what you do on a day-to-day basis. And, Chris, i got to ask you this, okay, because i got this note here. You taught in Switzerland? I did. So um, I what was are you very doing in Calgary? Go back to Grindelwald. What, what are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> right. I know. Well, so I grew up in Germany, actually, and so my entire kind of educational experience happened outside of the U.S., even though I wow. am an American. Um, and then I was in grad school, and an opportunity would presented itself to go teach at an international school in Lausanne, Switzerland. So six thousand feet up in the snowy wow. Alps with lots of skiing. 
And yeah, so I taught high school there. I taught German and biology for a number of years, and it was spectacular. Um, and it was a unique experience because it was a boarding school. So we were really yeah. more than just teachers for our students. We were kind of the extended family. That's uh, right. My son, went to, my, my, my son went to boarding school here in New England. Believe me, that is exactly the okay. case of the faculty. Please continue. Go ahead. Tell the story. Right. So I did that for a number of years and I loved it, but my family was all back in the States. Um, and so I came back and I actually um, taught in the Southeast. And it was my first experience ever setting foot in an American high school was to teach high school. And wow. I taught high school science there as well for close to a decade. Oh, be dead. And now you're in Western Canada. Are you, are you in Canada? Is that uh, where well, you are? I work for a company in Western Canada. I am actually based in the Southeast again. Where are you? In South Carolina. I like South Carolina. That's pretty cool. Okay. I'm the weather, that's right. um, Friends who just moved to Aiken, as a matter of fact. Oh, I'm in Aiken almost every weekend. I love it down there. What, where, where, where are you? Where are you? I'm in the upstate. Cool. So Greenville kind of nestled in the foothills of the mountains. It's a beautiful place. Well, that is just great. And, wow, what a great background you two bring to this. I think that's that's absolutely great. I'm going to go over to Katie. Katie, congrats again. You were my connection to get this all started. Congrats on the, being the, the name from our, from our judges of the Equity Awards, the best Canadian company, okay, regarding equity, our equity winners. Congratulations to you and Nicholas, your CEO, and everybody who works over there. And, you know, as you, you know the, the awards, we, we really take them quite seriously. Okay, and we, we really want the, the companies and people we honor to really care about equity. And, you know, it, it's important. You know, it's the other E in education. And just talk about, you know, when you get an award like that, what's, what's, that, what's the feeling in the community? How do you respond to it? Katie, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Larry. And, and thank you Welcome. so much for the, the recognition and the award. It, it means a ton to us here. Um, thank you. Um, it's we, all about you, know, you guys, not us. Yeah. <laughs> we, so you know, of course, just take equity seriously as well, right? It's absolutely foundational to providing an educational experience that allows students to thrive. You know, we talk about, um, you know, we talk about this sort of philosophical idea, but ultimately our vision at Smart of Inspiring Greatness of helping every single student find, you know, what is their special greatness? What can they do? What is their contribution, what is their path, um, you know, and, and the right technology used in the right way can be a tool that helps them to get there, that helps them to connect with their teachers, that helps them to connect with students, and the idea that, you know, an, an equitable experience in the classroom mm. is really the only way that, that we can get to supporting each student as individuals and allowing them to to get to a place where they can find their own greatness, where they can make that contribution. So it's, it's absolutely foundational, um, you know, Excellent to what said. we do well, at SMART. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And you guys, you guys, SMART was the, first, the ones who came up with the interactive displays and changed everything as far as yeah. I'm concerned. I'm going to get into that in a minute. I mean, it, it's an amazing innovation, an amazing revolution. And, and Chris, you know, and you can carry that award, you know, I'm sure you're working in, with teachers every day, okay, and principals and superintendents, et cetera, as you're plowing around the southeast, hopefully in good weather, all right, as opposed to last week when it was cold, okay? So t talk to me, Chris, when you, when you know the company's won an equity award, okay, when you see it kind of every day in the classroom, what are your thoughts on that? 
I mean, for me, equity, like Katie said, equity is at the core of what we do. And when we look like, at equity in the actual classroom and how, honestly, like that's evolved um, over time, and it really is about not only allowing students access to the learning so they can find their pathway to their greatness and their future, but also, you know, how do we develop tools that give them agency in that as well? I think coming out of the pandemic in particular, you know, students got disconnected from their education to some degree, and their reality maybe wasn't reflected in what they saw in the classroom. And so how do we start to support the teachers, the principals, the superintendents we work with in making sure that the ed tech that comes into the classroom get students connected, gives them a view through their community, to their future, through education, and allows them to have some control and some voice over that. And that's, that's the power of technology is the flexibility it brings and the ways we can allow students to engage in unique ways with the learning that they might not have done before. And, and Chris, take that a little further, if you don't mind. You know, you, you guys work with educators all the time, and, uh, you know, you sell your product in there. You, you don't walk away once you sell the product, okay? You're, you're back there, and you're helping them all the time. You know, how, how, are they using, how are they using the interactive displays? There I say whiteboards, okay? Right. And yeah, so, so it's kind of twofold. So the question about our interactive displays is when – when we put the tool at the front of the classroom, it's not a tool for the teacher, right? Like it's not so they no. stand up there and deliver content. It really is a tool for students. And so as we've evolved that interactive display technology, we've been thinking about, okay, how is this a collaborative tool? How can it be a station for small groups where peer-to-peer -peer learning can take place and students can come up and show what they know in different ways, maybe through text, through images, through video, how do they work together and build shared learning? How do they borrow from each other some of this prior knowledge so that they can connect new learning and grow with it? And so it's really that those tools that we build in that help students use it to develop their understanding and learn from each other. And so it's as simple as, you know, multiple students coming up and doing different things at the same time on the panel or having built-in brainstorming tools where everybody, instead of students raising hands in the classroom, everyone can share their answers digitally all at yeah. once so that we can sit and learn from each other. It, it is pretty amazing. And, and I just want to stay with you for a second. What are the questions? Okay. Because these are now just part of education. Okay. The display boards. What, what, are, the, what are the questions that are constantly coming up from educators that, that you work with them these days? So it's an evolving and teaching practice, right? Because yeah. I was in the classroom when the smart boards came out. That's going to date me a little bit. Um, and there <laughs> it was all about visualization. Like all of a sudden we could show students things we couldn't show them before yeah. because they could see it. And now yeah. the next step is teachers really understanding how do I, how do I turn over the pen? What are the, what are the practices that really benefit students and allow them to lead with this tool so that I can kind of be this guide on the side or I can move about the room. And this can be a place that students go to to practice, to interact with the knowledge, to make things that are maybe a little bit abstract, a little bit more concrete, because they can move things around and they can see mm -hmm. the cause and effect. And you see that in a lot of the partnerships we have. So like embedding things like FET and Desmos so that students can actually visualize the learning and that's where we see teachers really, like, understanding how to build that into their practice. How do we make sure there are digital manipulatives? How do we make sure that the visualizations are now 
active and that the students are, you know, pushing the buttons to see the cause and effect. I, you know, that was a great answer. And I, I have to ask you this, and I, I, I know this is one of my big concerns. I'm going to go back to you, Katie, in just a minute. I want to finish with Chris. That one of my minds on this. Okay, Chris, when you're working with teachers, are they being trained well enough in their? And this is just a generic question in their teacher education when they're in college to know and understand the power of, of a smart board, okay, an interactive display. Is that part of what they're when, – when they come out of school, do, do they feel comfortable with it? Because the world has changed. Nobody, when I was in teacher college, nobody taught me how to use a blackboard, okay? That's how right. long ago I was there. And they, I just handed, was handed a piece of chalk and a blackboard, and I remember what my teachers did, okay? But the technology is constantly changing. Chalk and a blackboard was there for uh, 200 years, okay? I'm, I'm curious – Okay, how, 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 how do you see it as, as new teachers come on, et cetera? Are they well-trained in the technology? Because this really matters. Chris, your thoughts. Yeah, so that is such a great question and such an important point. And so the short answer is no. I mean, and you, you. you pointed out it. one of the challenges, right? Yeah. Technology <laughs> is evolving so quickly. And when we think about the process of educating teachers, we're really trying to understand students and student learning and the brain and neuroscience. And then just like there was the expectation that teachers map that to how do you teach from a chalkboard, there still remains a bit of an expectation that teachers then map this to the tools that are present in their district. And a lot of districts then come in and do a great job of supporting their teachers and understanding the pedagogy that drives the usage of the technology that the district has. But there's this piece of kind of text fluency. It's almost like learning a language, but understanding you know, the dynamic nature of technology and how yeah. to identify the right tools. Like, are they grounded in learning science? Do they really deliver on what you're looking for for students? Are they protecting students' data? Like, that's a whole Pandora's box that we didn't, we didn't think about, you know. 30 years ago. Yeah. And so yeah. teachers need more support in understanding not necessarily the specific tools, but the application of technology and how it maps to practice and the things that they need to be aware of in the selection process. I think that if we could start to build that piece into the teacher prep experience, it would be incredibly helpful for everyone coming out there. But at the same time, we have these teachers who've been teaching for forever and <laughs> having a district that supports them as they evolve because teaching practice is also dynamic. Like we understand things, our students change, the way they interact with knowledge right. changes. And so it's not just a burden, I think, for the teacher prep programs, but it's something that all of us need to be considering in every professional development experience we, we create for teachers. That was a great answer. And, and I do, and I do agree with you. And what, what you're saying right there, this is part and parcel of a company like smart and Katie you know, I was saying you don't make the sale and walk away. You guys are there with professional development. You're there if the teacher needs you. You're there to take them deeper into the product, if I may. Okay? And, and, and Katie, when you look at it, okay, and all this, do you see this big relationship between equity and technology? Is that, is that what teachers are looking for these days? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if, if the technology in a classroom is not helping to provide you know, a more connected and equitable experience for students, why is it there, right? Yeah. Um, if it's yeah. not creating experiences for learning, 
um, you know, that help teachers to personalize learning pathways, if it's not helping students to show learning in ways that are right for them, um, you know, it's, what, why is it there, right? And I think we, we consistently have to ask that question of technology and education. Are we just using it to use it? Are we just using it because it's there? What is the, what is the human element that we're teaching through and with the technology? And how are we providing an experience that is truly equitable, right? You know, that allows students to, you know, to have the access that they need um, to be successful. It's not enough to just say, you know, okay, you've got a, a you know, an interactive flat panel and you've got 32 Chromebooks. Great. E equity done. Check. Right. No, that's, that's not enough. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> it, does, it, it doesn't. And, you know, I got to ask you, you're a global brand manager and, you know, interactive displays okay whiteboards if i may whatever that that's kind of what we call them but a, a lot of people call them smart boards and i know a lot of companies are in the field okay but mm -hmm. people call them smart boards okay well you you've got an interesting challenge uh, it's like kleenex which is actually a tissue okay <laughs> yep. or, or a scotch tape which is just cellophane tape okay but we refer to these things Okay, by a brand name as opposed to a product name, and it, it, it's yep. a curious thing. With it's true, and when you're mad, you know, when you manage a manage a product like that, okay, sometimes it's hard to get out the the newest innovations in that product. The smart board's a smart board, so to speak. Okay, and talk about what are the latest innovations out there, and what's it like to to market a product like that? That's that's you that's that's named like that. You know what I'm going, driving at here? That's totally, it is. It, it's Kleenex. It's Kleenex. Yeah, it's Kleenex. Um, yeah, it's, it's a super, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a super interesting challenge and one that we think about and, and talk about a lot because, yeah, every, everybody calls it a smart board, right? If there's a piece of, you know, exactly. an interactive display in your classroom, it's a smart board. Um, yeah. But in reality, not, not all interactive displays yeah. are created the same. Yeah. yeah. You want them to be um, mostly you know, smart boards. You want them to be mostly from smart, but but for this conversation, they could be, yeah, go ahead, speak. Yes. Sure. Yeah, it, yeah. it could be from, from a lot of different manufacturers that I shall not name at the moment. Um, but, no, it's your show. You Don't know, name yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, you know, and, and that's, it, we have to take a step back and say, okay, this is a nice problem to have because, uh, you know, you're right, Larry. Yeah, we, we invented the category. We invented yeah, this way of interacting. Um, think about it. And, you did. You know, and, and at the same time, we have continued to innovate a ton um, since the 30 years that the first interactive whiteboard came on the market. We've continued to innovate. I think 1987, um, you know, if I'm reading this right, 1987, uh, that's 35 yeah. years. Yeah. 1987 is when the company was founded. Yeah. The, the first smart board itself came on the market in 1991. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a minute. <laughs> Um, you know, wow. we've, we've continued to, you know, to, to the points we were making, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned at the beginning as well, stay close to teachers, um, help understand what they, they need in their classrooms, help understand what's going to provide uh, great learning experiences for students and continue to evolve, um, you know, our products. When we look at the latest uh, interactive displays that we have out that we actually just uh, announced last week, um, the newest ones that are available, they are, you know, consistently looking at both both large and small ways to make a better experience, whether it's 
glass that provides uh, a really crisp and clear picture no matter what angle mm-hmm. you're looking at it from so that, you know, the students who, like me um, <laughs> as a kid, have, you know, Coke bottle glasses on and maybe uh, couldn't <laughs> see the board as well, um, you know, making sure that we're providing a good experience for, for any student. Um, things like the ability to interact with the technology in a really natural way. So Mm -hmm. smart are the only displays that allow um, multiple different users to, you know, work with a pen or a hand or an eraser all at the same time without interrupting other people's tools um, over different applications and programs. So, you know, the idea that if if you had a a basic whiteboard, um, you know, and and one kid comes up and is using the purple marker and another kid's using the red marker and another kid wants to erase, that's a normal interaction um, on on a non-interactive whiteboard, right? We we do that. We have enabled students and teachers to be able to do that, to provide that truly collaborative, uninterrupted experience. We also have created things like our tool explorers, and um, we call them magic pens. Um, we come with our SmartBoard 6000S that are um, really great ways for uh, students to interact in, in ways that might be different, especially when we look at students who, um, you know, maybe are English language learners or are not verbal right. for any variety of talk reasons. About, talk about um, equity. Providing, talk about equity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah providing opportunities for them to say, you know, okay, if they can, um, you know, touch touch a, a stamper to the board and be able to express themselves that way because that stamper brings up, you know, an emoji or a response that they want to communicate, um, you know, those are options that we have available as well. So really continuing to evolve this idea of an interactive display to make sure that it can do a lot of different things. It's not just this, you know, TV at the front of the classroom. It's a small group workspace. It's a collaboration station. Um, you know, it's a communication vehicle for every single student in that classroom. Yeah, good point. It's not TV in the front of the classroom. Very well said. It is not that. Okay, and it, I tell you that it it literally has changed. And you guys were the originals, all right. It has literally changed the the teaching and and learning experience. Okay, all the yeah. curriculum companies, you know, they take advantage uh, of the, of this technology, and they should. That's what it's there for. Okay, and it, it's it's just absolutely incredible the difference that your product has made. And with that, it's it's, it's weird comes comes the responsibility for being the great innovators. Okay, it's just that simple. All right, and uh, you know, you guys were the originals. <laughs> all right, that it's it, it's yeah. good. It's, it, it's all good. You know, I'll tell you. It's great. Chris, thank you. This was great. Enjoy Aiken, South Carolina when you go down there every weekend. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy the, uh, we had, the, I'll make you feel good. Uh, we had the temperatures here in May and November. The temperature on Saturday morning was minus 19. Temperature. Ooh. Yeah. I can't even wrap my head that. There you go. South Carolina, so here we cold. come now. I'm sticking it out. And the weather's, and the weather's good and, 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 be- and beautiful Calgary, too, okay? Ladies, the K&K twins, Katie and Chris, thank you so much. You're both terrific. Okay? Keep Our it pleasure. up. All right. And, Katie, I'll be in touch, okay? Awesome. Sounds great. Appreciate Super. it, Larry. Thank you. Thank you both. Okay? Have thank a good you. day. Bye-bye. Take care. You, too. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Okay. That's what I said, the K&K twins. That's Chris Askell and... Uh, Katie Novak, okay, from Smart, Smart Tech, one word, Smart Tech.
S-M-A-R-T, T-E-C-H, double T in there, smarttech.com. If you want to, if you, by some chance, you'd like to find out a little more about what the company's doing these days, we're going to archive the show at ace-ed.org. That's where our magazine, Equity and Access, is. Enjoy what we do over there. My name is Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.